Welcome back to the podcast, folks. Where have you been? Sorry about the uh, slight delay in proceedings, folks. I had a little trip to Switzerland about a month ago, six weeks ago. And to be honest, I just never really got back up to speed after coming back. So I'm entirely my own fault. I'm very sorry about the delay, but we are back. And I know you've missed it, but I owe a big thanks to the following people for making this all possible. A huge thanks to Inov. Now, Inov also sponsored the main YouTube channel. Essentially, they produce bike dash cams. They have the single camera C5 system, which can also be used as a helmet camera, and also the Dual K series, which has front and rear cameras. They go from the budget K2 through to the K3 front and rear 1080 with external microphone and remote right up to their flagship K5, which has a 4K front camera, 1080 rear camera, slightly greater field of view and faster Wi-Fi. The K5 is the one I run on my bikes and if you watch any of my recent vids on the tractor on my own GS1250 then the dash cam stuff that is with the Inov K5 system. So make sure you check them out. Cannot recommend them enough. It gives you total peace of mind the second your ignition is turned the cameras start recording. It's also got a parking mode on it which when enabled once you leave your bike alone you turn the ignition off, say you're popping to a bike calf or anywhere like that, you're leaving the bike stationary, any movement of the bike automatically instigates the cameras and they start recording straight away. So if your bike is nudged in a car park or something like that, as long as the culprits are in front or rear of your bike in front of the cameras, you'll capture them and hopefully your insurance can take care of the rest. Head to inov, inovv.co.uk forward slash tp1 for more information. If you have any contact with Inoff, please do tell them that Teapot One sent you. They will sort you out and it's a massive help for the channel to know that you came from me. We are also sponsored by Ultimate Add-ons. Ultimate Add-ons are the premier manufacturer of mobile phone and action camera mounting solutions for motorcycles. With a kit for any bike and a proven track record, will you know the score. I read this out every single week. Folks, Ultimate Add-ons, they're the only phone holder that I will use on the various different bikes that I test ride. I have had no issues with the uh, vibration affecting my camera when I use the Helix strap mount and the relevant phone case for my phone. I've got an iPhone 11, I think it is, 11 Pro. I have no issues with a Helix strap. That is the one I totally recommend. The cases are waterproof, they're dustproof. You can even use the cameras or you can use the phone as normal even whilst it's in the case. It's a great bit of kit. Head to ultimateaddons.com. That's ultimate with A-D-D-O-N-S at the end. Ultimate add-ons, all one word. Use the code teapot1 with the number 10. So T-E-A-P-O-T-O-N-E with the number 10 for 10% off at checkout. Again, any dealings with Ultimate Add-ons, let them know Teapot One sent you. Finally, we are also sponsored by the Influencer Store. The Influencer Store helps you build your brand, big or small, providing you with a solution and apparel. We help you to increase your fan base while supporting you with starting your own influencer clothing line with nothing more than just an idea or design. And there are no hidden costs. For more info, come check us out at theinfluencerstore.co.uk or drop us an email at online at influencerstore.com. 
teapot.co.uk for more information. And now if you head to my website, teapot1.com, if you head to the shop, all my merchandise is now handled and produced by the Influencer Store. I used to use the likes of Teespring, Spreadshirt, people like that, but I'll be blunt, the quality was garbage. I had a couple of people complain after a couple of washes, t-shirts and things like that were fading, shrinking, they were having lots of problems with the designs coming away. I spoke with Roger and Charlotte over at Influencer Store. They were handling Richie Vida stuff. The quality of their stuff is second to none and I, I wanted a bit of that to be perfectly honest. So they now handle all my merch. Again, when you contact the Influencer Store, please do tell them Teapot One sent you and they will sort you out. Right, folks, I also owe a massive thank you to all of you over there in the clan on Patreon. When you join Patreon, folks, if that is your thing, patreon.com forward slash teapot one, you're not only supporting the main Teapot One video channel, but you're also supporting the Brewtime podcast. I genuinely could not do this without people like you, without your support. It really does make this happen, and I owe you everything. So thank you very much. Right, folks, let's crack on with this week episode number 72 and this is Dave McGinnity from Image for Security. Welcome back and enjoy. Folks, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Brewtime. Uh, had a little bit of a hiatus, I think that's what you call it. Been away for about maybe five, six weeks, I think. Uh, no real story behind it, except I was off down to uh, Switzerland end of September with Mark from MMD Adventures. Hello, Mark, if you're watching, listening. And uh, I never really got back into the swing of doing the podcast when I came back. I just had loads to do and I just didn't get back to it. So this is the first one back. We have Dave McGinnity from Image4 Security. Dave, how you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah. Hello to everyone who's listening or not listening yet. Thanks for having me on. No, my pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. We've had a few technical issues. Um, yeah. I've been a little bit out of practice, and uh, as is Dave. So I think we're up and running. We should be all good. I see Fingers you have a, a, a little glass of juice there, some tipple. I'm going to crack yes, open a little tinny yeah. here. So um, Cheers. Cheers. Happy birthday to you last week, Bruce. Thank you very much. It was, uh, yeah, it was, my, it was my 30th of the weekend as well. So we can both celebrate. 30? Yeah. Yeah. Happy 30th to you. You're a boy. 30. Oh, my God. I'm a child, yeah. How old are you, Bruce? I turned 45. I know I look 54, but I turned 45. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. Can't oh, believe it. Fun. Yeah, yeah. All part of the fun, eh? I, I remember my dad's being, like, 40. This is this is this is shocking. <laughs> I remember my dad turning forty, like 42, 43, and having like a midlife crisis because he, he started taking my older brother out running and stuff. <laughs> and oh, now I'm older yeah, than yeah. he was when he was doing that. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so, right, Dave. Um, for anyone that doesn't know who you are or um, what Image for Security do. I'll hand it over to you like we normally do. What's your name? Where'd you come from? Gosh. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Dave McGinnity. Um, I run a business called Image for Security with my father-in-law called Pat. Um, we design and manufacture security products, so aiming at the motorbike security market for your garage. Um, some of you might have heard of our Guardsman. Uh, bit of a plug. <laughs> Guardsman Garage Security Barrier, which is our which is our first, uh, was our first product that we released about a year, year and a half ago now. Um, and since then, um, we've continued to develop 
um, and and sort of sell other security products off the back of the guardsman barrier. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's going really well. There's, there's three of us now. So we started off with me and Pat um, and Rob is Pat's son and my brother-in-law. Uh, he's joined the business as well. So yeah, I mean, we didn't start it at the best of times, Bruce. It was right at the start of COVID and lockdown. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, timing couldn't have been worse, but um, yeah, we're still here. So that's the main thing and we're still smiling. So yeah, there's been ups and downs like any business starting out. Um, yeah. Massive, massive learning curves. I've never done anything like this before in my life, nor well, none of us had. So um, yeah, it's been an absolute crazy roller coaster journey from where we started to where we are now. It's 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 been brilliant to be honest. I wouldn't have changed anything, yeah. but you know, tough times, good times, and everything Certainly. in between. Yeah. So what did were you did you come from like a self employed background in a, in another business, or were you doing a job and just had this? this sort of idea about the guardsmen? Yeah, so where, where the idea came from, um, Pat and another chap were running a metalwork fabrication business for the last mm-hmm. 12 years. Pat's done metalwork all his life. Um, he started his own business 12 years ago called Image 4 Fabrications, and they were in metalwork bespoke jobs for museums. And then Pat right. watched a video on YouTube of a guy having his motorbike dropped out of a garage and basically set out and said, look, I'm going to make something to stop that. Um, and that's where the idea came from. Then he continued tinkering for, it's it's taken us about 18 to two years uh, in, in terms of starting to where we are now, of tinkering and playing and developing. Um, yeah. And then previously I was a, I worked for Aldi. I was an area manager at Aldi. I had no metal work, fabrication engineering background whatsoever. Um, right. And then we funnily, we were having dinner, Father's Day dinner about two years ago now, two and a half years ago. And he told me about the idea of the guardsmen and the barrier and what they did. And um, I said, like, look, what do you want to do with it? And he said, I don't know what to do with it. I'm asking you what we should do. And um, then I spent a week with him at the at the unit, just talking about different ideas, what we can do in the future. Did a bit of research. And then we said, look, let's let's go for it. And then... I left my job, joined the business, and the other chap in the business left. So me and Pat went in it, made just the two of us. Um, And then we got Rob on board to help do the manufacturing. So he's previously, he's a welder. He's a brilliant, fantastic welder. Um, So like I took care of the customer businessy side. Pat does the development of ideas and Rob does the manufacturing. So the three of us, it works really well, really complement each other. So that's... Well, you, you you've grown, God. I mean, you've you, you're definitely right there in the forefront of of the, in the biking community. As far that's as security too. goes, people know about the guardsmen. Yeah, yeah, well, that's brilliant because I mean we've only been going uh, about eighteen months really properly. Um, you know, from mm-hmm. getting a product, getting making a website, um, putting the product out there into people's faces, getting people to buy it. Yeah, it's uh, been a massive learning curve, and thanks to everyone who's already purchased a garden or any of our products um you know it's it's been great sort of meeting people as well so a lot of the guys who buy from us we go out and install them so me and rob do all the installs across the country so we've been top to bottom of the country um and it's it's been yeah challenging but but absolutely fantastic yeah it's 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 been a real journey so far hopefully we'll continue for uh, absolutely. So, for for anyone who's not familiar then with the guardsman, can you can you describe what is the guardsman? What what, yeah, what is sure. that? 
Um, it's a it's a garage security barrier. So there's two posts. There's an arm post and a locking post, and it sits within inside of your garage behind your two piers. And the two posts mm-hmm. sit flush or as, as flush as you can do to the two walls of your carriage. And then the arm post comes down, telescopes across, and then locks into the to the locking post on the other side. And that forms a physical barrier across your garage door opening. So any large right. items, your, your motorbikes, your cars, um, toolboxes, whatever it is inside of there, you can't get them out of the garage without removing or you know disturbing the barrier. Um, for, the, mm-hmm. for the motor... Essentially, we designed it for the motorbike market because motorbikes are so easy to steal. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, pick them up on the back of a van, they're gone. Um, and also Pat's background, he's, he's a biker and, and that's sort of his area of expertise. So that's where we've where we focused our efforts is, is securing the motorbikes. Um, so, yeah, that's the product in a nutshell, if you like. And then off the back of that, we developed uh, a similar system, very similar system for a shed. So we do a guardsman shed version. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, uh, start of this year, we developed a ground anchor, which has just received the Soul to Pure Diamond um, ground anchor rating, which is the best wow. um, test that they do, um, which is, yeah. is brilliant. Um, and we do we we offer a range of smart security from Zobby, um, which are basically padlocks, which have a built-in alarm system inside of them, as well as a smart mm-hmm. function. So when they're disturbed. Um, the padlock itself sends a message to the user's phone telling the user that it's been disturbed. So you can yeah. react and, and obviously come out and um, or, or, or take whatever action you need, police or I know some people have a, a nice big baseball bat, but <laughs> whichever <laughs> they choose. <laughs> because they like baseball, obviously, for no other course, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> right by the door. Wow, so, you, you're basically, so you're basically... Uh, you're, I mean, I take it the the padlock. Obviously, that's a that's a mobile security system, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You can take that with you when you have to go into town if you're going on tour, things like that. Yeah, the uh, the smart function only works at your home. It connects to your home Wi-Fi, okay. but the alarm system right. still works out and about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Awesome. Um, so, what's the plans then? What's what's the future plans? Anything um, that you can talk yeah. about? I was I was thinking about this question today because I've I've watched a few <laughs> your your podcasts and it's a, a question that comes up. Um, yeah, it's to continue to grow. Really, our challenge over the last eight months, um, obviously taking COVID out of it, have been basically getting people to know what it is that we do. And mm. because it's such a unique product, there's no other garage security barrier out there on the market. It's almost our challenge has been to try and get people to find us and search for us and, and know what to search for. Um, yeah. That's been our challenge, which we're trying to overcome by doing, you know, marketing and things like that online. Um, we've got mm-hmm. a few shows coming up. So this, not this weekend, next weekend, we're at the classic car show. I know it's not bikes, sorry yeah. guys, but it's a classic car show at the NEC. And then in December, we've got the motorcycle live show again at the NEC, which is the nine, 10 day, big, massive one for us. So, yeah, we, nice. we want to get out there and show people the products in person. I think it's um, a different conversation from somebody seeing a video or a picture online to what it is in person and actually feeling and seeing Absolutely. the product. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, we saw you at the uh, Richie Vida's Wild Bad. Um, yeah. And I think the, the reaction from people there was fantastic, you know, actually seeing it and feeling it for themselves. Um, yeah. It was, you know, it's much more significant in person than compared to what it is just online. So, I guess that's been our challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, that's been our challenge. And, and you know, 
outside of that, it's it's just getting more products out there, um, helping more people hopefully protect their pride and joys. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised seeing the because I'd heard about it and then actually seeing the product in like Richie's vids, TMS vids, and yeah. lamb chops, people like that. Yeah. When you actually see it, it's a it's a substantial bit of kit, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's not like some two bit little arm that comes over. It's a substantial bit of kit for sure. It was, uh, yeah, it's impressive, it was, man. Does the job. It was it was funny, Bruce, at the start, um, when we first started the business and obviously doing some marketing on, on Facebook and things, we had a few pictures, yeah. original pictures, and you get the comments saying, you know, it's a fishing rod, uh, this, yeah. that, and the other. And, and all I would do is, you know, come down and have a look at it for yourself and uh, yeah. you'll make your own mind up then. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, so you mentioned the NEC. Uh, yeah. you're there are you there I take it you're there for the whole nine yeah. day, it's nine days isn't it it's nine days yeah I think 4th to the 12th of December cool do you know do you know what hall you're going to be in what stand oh good I, I thought you were going to ask me that yeah I'll uh, I'll put a post <laughs> on our followers on Instagram image for security and there'll be a post in the next few days <laughs> no well, I'm there I That's know a- I'm definitely there on the 4th and the 5th so okay. um, I'll come. I'll come see you anyway, and yeah, um, please, we'll, please we'll, do. Bruce. We'll tag you in some socials. Yeah. So, brilliant. folks, if you're going to the bike show, I know loads of you are going to the bike show this year. Make sure you um, pop to the Image Four Security stand and give Dave a shout. Right, yeah, mate. Good, questions. <laughs> I'm sure you are waiting eagerly for the questions. Please. Uh, as usual, whacked it out across the socials on my Patreon and across Instagram, Facebook, and you guys have risen to the challenge. We've got some questions to go ahead. So we'll go Patreon first over to the clan, patreon.com forward slash teapot one. First one, Chris Murphy. Hi guys, hope all is well. My question, Dave, what's the charity about and how did you get involved? Now this, uh, this is your um, your <laughs> incredible 5K every day for a year. For, That's it, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, what was Speed the name of the chat? Speed of Sight, isn't it? Speed of Sight. Yeah, fantastic charity. So I'll start by telling you what the charity does. Um, the charity yeah. is run by uh, two guys called Mike and John. Um, Mike is a blind guy who hasn't let that stop him from doing anything in life. He's an incredible guy. Um, John is as well. But Mike is, um, I think it's nine world records, speed world records that he holds across land and sea. So the guy, <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. The guy basically sets records in. You know, I think he's got the fastest car, the fastest boat, the fastest lorry, um, and a whole load of other ones. Um, and I know he's doing another Fair one play. next year, but I can't say too much about that one. Um, but right. essentially, they they allow disabled people, blind people, um, all sorts of different range of people and children as well to experience the joy of riding or, or driving a motor car around a racetrack. Um, Mega, and that that it, 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 I've been to one of the uh, track days, and it's it's incredible. These these guys, Where's these, that? is that is that all over the UK? Sorry to yeah. interrupt. There is it is that all over the UK they do it, or one circuit in particular? Yeah, the, their home circuit is up in Wigan, Free Sisters, um, right. but they've done it in in a load. That they did Silverstone about a month ago. Um, wow, only a small charity, um, and basically, I heard about them through a friend at the start of lockdown, um, when was that? The end of 2020. And mm-hmm. and basically I had a chat with John, phenomenal guy. He told me about what they did. 
And basically all, all their funding from people as soon as lockdown hit just went down the pan. Um, yeah. So I basically set out and, and decided to do the challenger, um, which has been crazy, uh, good fun, um, hard. <laughs> I actually, I'll, I'll be honest, I actually, I injured myself last month. Um, so right. I need to do a, an, an extra month at the end because um, I was right. out, I was out for a month injured with my ankle. So um, yeah, I need to carry on and do it until the end of January, twenty. So explain explain to people what it is that you're doing. What what is your challenge? Yeah, so I set out to um, run five k a day every day for a year. Um, that was the challenge, and just try and raise awareness and and money for the guys at Speed of Sight. So yeah, awesome. I mean you 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 helped out as well in January doing five k of running. Yeah. Yeah, you you contacted me out of the blue and told me about what you were doing, and and I, I, and I, did that. I saw you you were getting you were getting uh, was it teapot trim or something you called it trim trim teapot yeah beast Bruce yeah the hashtags people sort of just adopted and that was it really yeah yeah, yeah. I, it was a shame I, I've let I let that slip I was doing that till about March April time yeah and then it was it's the old adage you know I was I was right into into it five days a week. And then there was just one week as as sort of COVID started to not dwindle, but as life started to come back a little bit and, and you know, companies started to do a bit of business. All of yeah. a sudden, I had things to do during the week. And it was like, you know, all over the UK, I was riding all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So there was about a week where I just, I just didn't train. And then that week... God, it ended up being about four months, I think. I maybe <laughs> trained once in four months. It's, it's terrible. It's that routine, isn't it? It's just getting out of the routine. Oh, and then yeah, I've still not got back to it yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's a killer. It's a killer. But uh, no, I appreciate your efforts as well and joining in. And I think quite a few of your clan also joined in and tagged me in things. So yeah, Brilliant. big thanks to them as well. Brilliant. I think we've raised well, I think we've raised about eighteen hundred pounds now. Um across Mega. Yeah, which is which is great stuff, yeah. So I've and got, how can people donate? Uh, we've got yeah a website. Just type in. Um, I think it's called Just Giving Speed of Sight Five um, K Challenge. If they search that on Google, it'll come up, and you'll see my ugly awesome. mush um, in a in a rather tight red top. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll put links down below, folks. If you're listening to the podcast, check out the show notes, and if you're watching the vid, have a look at the description. I'll I'll put links there to to Dave's uh, yeah brilliant Just Giving page. Appreciate um, it. Right, next one then. Will Carroll, greetings from Dublin. Great to see you back. My question for you both is, which of the, ooh, this is a deep one, which of the seven deadly sins, pride, <laughs> greed, anger, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth, have you committed the most? Cheers, yeah. gentlemen. Cheers, Will. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like to go first? <laughs> Say again, you go first, let me go first. Either or, either or, whatever you fancy. Read, read the seven out again, Bruce, sorry. Right. Pride, greed, Pride. anger, envy, lust, gluttony, or sloth. Bloody hell. Um, probably say anger. <laughs> yeah. Probably anger from following a, a well, a quite a decent football team, but yeah, anger is probably <laughs> the one. <laughs> yeah, you, you've is, got a bit of a red it? hair tinge to your beard there. There's Celtic blood in there, isn't there? I, yeah, somewhere there is. You're right, Bruce. You're right. <laughs> it's got to be angry. Yeah. How about yourself? I'm, I'm looking at all of them and thinking, I pretty much fire all of them all the time. To be honest, um, yeah, an hourly, hourly basis. Or? Yeah, definitely. 
gluttony for sure, sloth. I, I can, I don't know about you, but I, I find I swing from one extreme to the other where I'm just all go and literally you work all the time, every hour at God's sense, um, yeah. I'm juggling as many balls in the air as I possibly can. And then there's other times when I, it's almost like I've just switched off and I can just, I can either sleep or just sit yeah, and do yeah. nothing for days. And you, you really have to pull your finger out your arse to get back into motion again and get going. I, I find if I have like a certain deadline or a target, and then as soon as I yeah. get to that target, I just go, and then, you know, mm. day or two just doing nothing, like you said. Yeah. I don't know if, yeah. if, it's, if it's the same for you, obviously like going out riding and, you know, doing a TV shows, that'll probably be like a, right, full on, full on for, I don't know, a week. And then it's bang, hits you. That's it. Yeah. You, you find, I'll just take a day off and then I might, I might take the day off and then I just find it really hard to get back up to speed. So before you know it, that day is is really two, maybe three, and then all of a sudden you're up against the deadline trying to yeah. get the next video out, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> that's it, yeah, um, yeah. I'm yeah I think I think I think probably I think I'm 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 bad for for sloth at times, and I'm bad for oh oh. I would think it would be between envy and. Pride, probably. I think. Yeah. I think well, they're the, they the probably. I think because envy, I, I have to check myself a lot because I find myself looking at other people that maybe have attained something that I, you know, I'm aiming for. I I want that, yeah. and and I, I I do become very envious of it. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah. I want that. I want that. I want that. But you you can't you can't be like that, can you? You know, you can I can I you got to appreciate what you have. Yeah, can I, can I ask? Is that to, is that to do with like you know the the YouTube social sort of world that you you de- are in? Yeah, yeah. I think definitely now because because that's a metric that that this this niche this market that I'm I'm now in that's yeah. what you're measured on. Yeah, your, your subscribers, your followers, <laughs> your views. That's that's ultimately what you're measured on by you know by other people and yeah. by companies that you might be doing some business with. So yeah, I can appreciate. Al- that. Although although I'm very lucky that I have a very very engaged sort of community for my for my level of subs, I shouldn't really be able to do this full time, but but I, I can because I have a very engaged community and I've got tremendous support on Patreon and, mm. you know, people buy the merch and they come on my tours. And yeah. so through that, it, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. But then you look at people that have got 150, 200,000 subs or more. And I'm like, Oh, I want that. I yeah, want yeah. that, you know? Yeah. But Absolutely. Uh, I, I do find myself having to check myself a lot about that and just go, no, like realize what you got. Yeah. You're doing well with what you got. Just stick to what, Stick to what you have and what you enjoy and what you are comfortable with, and just grow from there. That's that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I think yeah. when when we started as well, we were sort of too. I would say we we're impatient and we wanted results quicker mm. than they were yeah. than reality. And it's like, no, look, yeah, you got to keep just keep believing in it, and you know, believe in the product, believe in the process, believe in what you're doing, and just let it build naturally and organically. Um, Definitely. I guess yeah, similar yeah, similar lines to I guess not similar lines, no, totally different lines, but in a in the same sort of process. Yeah, but we're still we're still both growing a business, aren't we? Ultimately, mm. at the end of the day, you know, and, and um, yeah, there's there's similarities there for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good question, that will. Very good question. Yeah. Right, next one then. Stuart Bailey. Hi, Dave and Bruce. If you were given the responsibility of designing a banner for a major UK exhibition at, say, the NEC or the XL, what message would you send to attendees? Would the message be any different if it was sent back in time to a younger you? Bloody hell, they're deep this week, aren't they? <laughs> so you've got to design a banner for an exhibition. Yeah. And what message do you want to send to people? Um, is it like an exhibition for what? For me? For is it, That's is the thing, bike, yeah. Um, a motorbike exhibition? Well, is it something to do with us? Yeah, I mean... I'm not too sure the what thing, the question isn't it? is. Yeah, because you could go down the moral sort of uh, a moral uh, message, couldn't you? Yeah. But what what's the point of doing that if you're at a motorcycle motorcycle exhibition? You'd want something related to your business, wouldn't you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's yeah, let's narrow this down a bit. Yeah. Let's, let's say a, a message for life, a life message. So life take message. it out of the motorcycle sector. Sure. Let's say uh, we're going to some. I don't know. I don't know, mental health exhibition or mindfulness. Yeah. That's the buzzword these days, isn't it? Right. So what message would you want to send out to people? Okay. Um, I would probably say don't care what other people think. And just yeah. if you believe in it and if you think it's the right thing to do, just do it. And don't be scared of doing that either. So, you know, if you've got an idea that you believe in and, um, you know, don't listen to the noise as well. Don't listen to what others yeah. say and believe and think and want to poke at you. Just go for it. hundred yeah. percent. Just go for it. Either. Yeah. I'm a big believer in, you know, hundred percent or no percent. So if you're going to do yeah. it, do it a hundred percent and don't, if I'm allowed to swear, don't fuck around. <laughs> of course um, you can. No problem. Yeah. Or, or another one, a boss, a previous boss of mine, Jet, uh, said, just fucking do it. That was mm. always the motto. So, yeah, that's what I would probably say to myself. What about what about you? Uh, I'm I'm almost I'm almost identical to that for sure. Just stick, be true to you. Stick to you. Stick to what you believe in. What you know. I, th I think the ultimate thing is you've got to believe in what you're doing. Because if you, mm. if you don't, you've got to have conviction in it, haven't you? And yeah. and really believe in it and have the integrity behind it. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to believe it. Because People aren't stupid. That's something I've definitely figured out. People aren't stupid yeah. and they sniff out bullshit very, very easily. So if, if you're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes and you're trying to bullshit people, then people sniff that out and you, yeah. you lose your integrity then. People won't believe anything you do in the future. They won't believe in what you're saying at the moment. So, yeah, yeah 100%. I'd, I'd also add, Bruce, just having fun as well, making sure that you're having Aye. fun. You can't mm. be doing things that aren't fun. So... That would be, be my my message. Definitely. It's it's very easy, isn't it? Especially when it's your baby, when it's your business. It's very easy to lose track of the of the fact that you should be having fun whilst you're doing this. You can't have fun all the time, I appreciate. Sometimes maybe you can. But yeah. you know, the reason the reason you're not working for the man, the reason you're not out there working for somebody else is because you want the freedom. You want to, to, yeah. you believe in what you're producing don't you so you, yeah. you're now yeah. self-employed and you, you're living the dream ultimately but you, you've got to find you've got to make time to have fun and remember yeah. why you're doing it for sure because there's no point uh, otherwise is there otherwise you're just running around like a headless chicken or you're, you're, you're back on yeah. the treadmill you just yeah yeah 
I think yeah. that's very, I've, very, I've very been important. guilty of that. I've definitely been guilty of that where I, I sort of, I sort of, I almost lost the passion for, for riding bikes because I was so focused thinking I have to, I've got to produce content. I've got to produce content. And I was spending yeah. my life sat in a dark office editing like all the time. And I was hardly yeah. ever getting out on a bike. I'd maybe get out once or twice a month, maybe. And you yeah. suddenly think, hang on a minute, this is not what I signed up for. No, no. <laughs> I need to get back out there and, and yeah, yeah. enjoy your passion it. Yeah, your yeah. Biking and it's, uh, yeah, you've got to do it. You just got to do it. Yeah, definitely. There's a, a nice little caveat that Stuart chucked in here. He said, would the message be any different if it was sent back in time to a younger you? Um, I think I think my message would have been sent to a younger me. Um, mm. So what was the question? Was the question sort of what would my younger... Yeah, what, mes- yeah, what message would you send to attendees? And then he said, if... if if this was sent to you, say, 15 years ago mm. or, or 10 years ago for yourself, you know, say in your 20s, someone, if you had this option to, to get out there and send a message to people, yeah. do you think the message you would send people, say, in your 20s would be different to the message you're sending people now? Uh, no, I don't think so, no. Do you know no, it would be the same. It would be the same hard work. Make sure you enjoy it, 100% or no mm. percent. Um I think I'm. I think I've been pr- fairly consistent throughout my life, as in what I'm trying to focus on. Whatever I'm doing at that point is 100 percent of my energy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if if I lose, if I lose track or if I lose sort of concentration on it, then it's not the right thing to be doing anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I've, I've always got like an internal switch. If I switch off, it means that I'm done with that. If that yeah. makes sense. No, no, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think I'm similar to that. Yeah, it's almost yeah that hundred or no or zero. Yeah, mentality. I, I think, think. I think I I have definitely changed from me and my. I would say definitely me in my twenties to me now late thirties into my now mid forties now. I, I have definitely changed as a person, mm. predominantly predominantly through I would say. Travel brought the biggest change in me, I would say for sure. Yeah. Before that, I was very, I was very cut and dry. I was very black and white about everything. You know, everything was just logic to me. Yeah. Just that's just the way it was, and I didn't, you know, I was not somebody to, I was not somebody to like question the spiritual side of life. Or if somebody came out to me and started, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, coming out and, and talking about the afterlife and everything like that. I'd just be like, don't be ridiculous. You, you're dead. You're in the ground. That's it done. It's, it's done. We're just, we're biological cells. We're done. Whereas yeah, now yeah. as I've got older, I'm definitely, as I'm getting older, I, I definitely find my mind is a lot more open to okay. just various different things for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm definitely much more of a hippie now than I was. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that's what the traveling has done to you? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think just, I think, Getting out, mixing with lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds and cultures and religions and and stages in life. You know, people with you go to some countries and people have wealth that you would never believe, and then you also have people who literally have nothing. They they yeah. they they own what they're stood there. 
talking to you in. That is their entire life is what they, yeah. they have on them at that moment and whatever they can beg, borrow, plead, steal, whatever they can get. And I think you, you, you see that no matter what stage in life people are at, most people are the same. You know, most people are decent people. And again, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what person, what a person believes in as a as a god, as you know, what political persuasion people come from. Most people, ultimately, when it comes down to it, are all the same. They're just yeah. the good people. You know, they'll help if they can help. They want to look after their family. They just want to get on with life and deal with things. And um, th- that that was something that I'd never really been exposed to much in in life really yeah uh, I, I think even even in the old bill you, you you experience a lot of a lot of different situations and a lot of different people in in extreme situations but nothing to the extent that just that just traveling mm. you know throws at you and by yeah, traveling yeah. i mean like overland travel you know not yeah. not flying yeah, yeah. in and, and going to some tourist hotel and doing the tourist things but yeah. actually living breathing the, smelling feeling a country as you move through it that, yeah, that yeah. was that was big big lessons for me yeah yeah I bet, I bet that trip was amazing and it did open your eyes with <laughs> it yeah massively changed me absolutely changed me totally yeah. changed me yeah recommend it re- recommend it to anyone totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always I always say I'll try I'll try not folks I know I'd I always make a thing about this. Oh, he's talking about the bloody world trip. But if you get the option, if it's something you want to do and you get the option to do it, just yeah. do it. Just, yeah. Just yeah. do it. I was, I was Never fortunate. Enough at, yeah, I was fortunate enough at uni to uh, meet a bunch of, well, we had a really interesting second year house where I had three French, an Italian and a Singaporean and I was the token sort of English guy. And uh, yeah, yeah. meeting them, different backgrounds to me, obviously going traveling to each of their countries and meeting the families and stuff. Um, I think that it is, it's that traveling and seeing different cultures and meeting different people and, and, and mm. almost trying to see it through their eyes that sort of opens yours and opens your mind to go look. Um, well, in certain, in certain situations, one, I'm so fortunate to be in the place that I am. And yeah, um, it, it, yeah, it definitely like sort of humbles you and reminds you of what you've, what you've got sometimes as well as understanding and learning from different places and cultures. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It breaks barriers down. I think it's the best form of breaking barriers down. Any kind of barriers, political, religious, just social, anything. It's a a great leveler for everybody. Especially for, I found for me, traveling and finding myself needing people's help. You know, when you, when you find yourself, I don't know, um, I flooded the engine, you know, I'm doing a water cross and I flooded my engine. So you're totally, you're totally at the the will of of strangers that are around about you. You know, I'm yeah. And it's amazing I'm many, dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing how many just and people just out. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. they don't I mean, need that's... to. They could just carry on. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think maybe sometimes we're sort of guilty of doing that. Sometimes you know, like when you hear a, an alarm going off down the road or whatever, you just oh yeah. bloody hell, and another another bloody alarm going off. But like mm-hmm. actually, you know, what's going on? Yeah. 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 It's something I've I've tried I've tried to bring that back to my normal everyday life here in the UK that I mm-hmm. be open my eyes a bit more to if to those that need help, you know. So if, if somebody does need some help, make yeah. sure you 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 offer it or at least make sure they're okay or you mm-hmm. know, just just do something rather than oh, okay, carry on going. You know, it's yeah. very easy to do that, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's 
it's, yeah. it's far easier to do that than actually stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good one, that show. God, we've had like <laughs> we've had two massively deep questions yeah, straight yeah. out of the gate, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Ravenshead Radar. Hello to you both and hope all as well. Have you had the choice between Cadbury? Here we go. Have you had the choice between Cadbury's or Galaxy Chocolate? Which one would you choose? <laughs> this is this is just there's no competition here for me. No, go on. I'm going to guess Cadbury's. Cadbury's, yeah. Cadbury's, but the but the British Cadbury's, not that American muck. The Kraft, Kraft, no. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I don't, I don't like the American the, their version of Cadbury's. It's not, it's yeah. not the same as ours. Which, yeah. which uh, what Cadbury selection is your favourite? Whole nut. Whole Love nut. whole nut. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Um, I like a fridge cold um, caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, what's oh. it called the caramel one? Oh, okay, that's, that's the one for me. <laughs> I'm with you in the fridge. I do like the chocolate cold. in the fridge. It can't, it can't be no, not 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 room temperature. It's got to be cold. My wife looks at me like I'm some sort of freak when I put the chocolate in the fridge. She's just like, "Why are you doing that?" I'm like, well, of course you do. It's what you yeah, do. Yeah, You've got to be it's, in the fridge. Exactly. It's uh, yeah. It's not a question, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that one, Dave. Thank you. That's uh, Ravenshead Riders, Dave. Jeff Armstrong. Hi, Dave and Bruce. I need to get fit. As as like many of us 50 or older guys, it's getting harder to keep the timber off. I'd like to start running, and I've thought about the Couch to 5K app. Oh, Does brilliant. Dave recommend them as a good way to start running? And if so, what app is good? Uh, tell him to give me a message. Yeah, yeah, give me a message, and I'll talk him through it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the Couch to 5K um, but we, Are you not? no, I'm not. No, no, it, I'm, there is an app. Yeah, have you used it? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I believe I actually, I've, I've I've done it twice, and it's it's got me from not really being able to run. I would say half a mile without feeling sick. To you know, you can do the five k. Okay, it's, it's good. Well, yeah, fair, it's good. Fair enough. Yeah, use the app. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah. how did you do it then? How did you get into it? I just started. Yeah, yeah. I've, just got on with it. I've always been quite sporty um, and, you know, I've played sport ball for a uni. Um, younger, as a, as a younger kid, I've always played badminton football, cycling. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's just one of them. I, I love playing sport and being active. So I just started the running. But, uh, yeah, no, if there's an app, but yeah, go go use it. Yeah, sounds like a good one. <laughs> and, yeah, but definitely right, so, um, send me a message. What was, what was the guy's okay. name, sorry? It's Jeff, Jeff Armstrong. Jeff, yeah, Jeff, give me a message, yeah. Right, Jeff, um, again, if you're listening to the podcast, look at the show notes. If you're watching a video, check out the description. There'll be links to all Dave's socials there. So probably Instagram's the best one to to contact you, is it? Instagram, yeah, give me a shout on Instagram, that'd be great. I'll leave them all. There's a website as well. So if you don't have any socials, Jeff, I know there are some people out there who aren't on social media. Um, check out the, the website and you'll be able to drop Dave a, an email. So yeah. uh, not uh, not with a couch to 5K then, because obviously you weren't familiar with that, but are there any other sort of apps that you use then fitness-wise? Uh, I've got the uh, I've got a, one of the Apple watches, the iWatch, which is pretty good at recording mm-hmm. everything onto you, straight onto your phone. Um, I know a few people use Strava, which is like basically mm-hmm. a bit like Facebook, so you can swap and share what you've done in the week and what sort of runs you're yeah. doing. Um, they're the two main ones that I've heard of. Is there any that you've used for your stuff? I I just started using the i when I got into the rowing. I was using the iFitness um, app, 
to do their rowing workouts. They do they have like 10, 20, and 30 minute rowing workouts. So I was just okay. using them. Yeah. Because it's it's good to have like it's good to have that they're all video based. So yeah. you've got somebody there motivating you to keep going. Cause yeah. if it's nine times out of ten, if it's left to me, I'd get out there and go, ah, I'm not feeling this, you know, and <laughs> That'd be that. I'd be back inside having my breakfast. Yeah. But when you when you've got when you've got this app with somebody on there shouting at you, telling you to do something, uh, yeah. I, that that works well with me. I know it doesn't work well with all people, but with me, yeah. it does definitely. Well, one thing I would say to Jeff, or a piece of advice, would be if he's trying to lose weight, I would say focus on just one thing at a time. So if it's you know mm. you're running, focus on your running for a period of time before you start focusing on your diet. Because um, if you focus on too many things, like you've your actual running and your diet at the same time, um, you'll find it's really tough. And after a couple of weeks, you'll probably burn out and give up. So I would say yeah. do do a period of time where you're just focusing on your running, say three to four weeks, get that, you know, make sure that you see an improvements and, you know, keep up in your running each week and then look at tinkering your diet, maybe after a, a few weeks of getting into it. Um, yeah. That, 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 that's personal advice from myself, but. Everybody, I think well, everybody found, reacts differently to how they how they yeah. how they get into it. So um, just see what works best for you, and just you know, don't be scared of changing things. That's yeah. what I would say. I think my my biggest my biggest failure or point of failure when I've I go through the stage of right, I've got to do something about this. I'm a disgrace. Let's get it on. Let's do it. And I'll I'm I'm all in. I'm fully committed. And I'll do the diet. You know, I'll redo my diet and I'll I'll be up working out five days a week boom we're in there and I'll maybe be in it three or four weeks and I start to see I'm losing a bit of timber I'm thinking happy days yeah. after about like six weeks I just I'm fucked I'm, I, my yeah. body is just so tired and yeah. it's, it's generally at that point it, it's just gone then I'm like I need yeah. food I need some food yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that, that's I'll generally think, what happens I'll, with I'll, me after about six weeks yeah, I'm no scientist, but I think that's like your different energy systems in your body changing over. So you're not using as, or you've maybe you've used all your fat in your, you know, your easy to get fat areas. Yeah, um, but it's definitely yeah, yeah. something to do with your energy systems and where you keep your keep and store your fat. So, um, yeah, yeah I do, I'd probably suggest doing a bit of research, maybe and just seeing like what there is out there. And um, yeah. yeah, don't go health forever too too quick because then you have <laughs> another one is injuries. If you yeah. if you have never done anything before and you go out and do a five, ten K, you're gonna get injured and then you'll be put off for, for months. So just take it nice and steady and incremental improvements is all you need. Yeah. That's why I like the rowing actually, is because it's not you know, it's not impact, it's 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 nice and easy on your joints doing the rowing and it's a yeah, surprisingly it's, it's a full body workout. It's bloody hard, isn't it, rowing? I mean, I yeah. did a bit as a kid. <laughs> Flipping out. You 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 feel it across <laughs> your back. Yeah, for me, oh, yeah. for me, it's my forearms. I think because I because I spend my life sat at the desk now. I'm not yeah. I'm not using my arms, and I really feel it in my forearms. Yeah, I bet. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm maybe yeah, oh, it's, it's a bloody good workout, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Do, yeah, do you yeah, do yeah. any? Do you do any of the sports, Bruce? Not now. Uh, I used to. I used to be a big rugby man. I was. I was heavily into my rugby growing up, but yeah. I haven't. I don't think I've. 
Have I played in my thirties? I might have had a couple of games in my early thirties, and then I could I could see you on the rugby yeah. pitch, Bruce. You're a bloody mountain <laughs> of a man. I didn't realise how big you were until we we met you at the uh, Richies uh, in the year. Yeah, <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm not I'm not small. I'm six foot, and then you were like towering over me. I was like bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a wee bit more of me than there should be, though. That's the sad thing. But ah, well, never mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jeff, make sure you check out the notes down below and, and drop Dave a line, mate, and he'll um he'll give you some advice yeah. there. John Boycott, question. Why security? What prompted you to create and work for Image for Security products? We we're kind of <laughs> touching that at the start, but um yeah, fire yeah, on, we did. Elf. It was all it was almost by accident, I'll be honest. It was almost by accident. Um Pat, the other chap, um I've father-in-law um it was his idea and then we just sort of developed it from there really so it wasn't a choice if you like he could have invented some other product and it would have been brilliant um and we would have went down that route but uh yeah i think we saw a gap in the market or he definitely saw a gap in the market um so basically figured out how we could improve the current offering you know of the standard ground anchor chain padlock um, and making it simple and easy to use. And uh, yeah, that's how we sort of went along with the guardsmen and hopefully found our little niche within the security market. And then we've um, sort of escalated our range um, from there. So, mm. yeah. So uh, in terms of your marketing things, I, I know you've reached out to the sort of influencer market. Have you have you gone for the likes of, you know, MCN and and the, yeah. the established magazines and people like that? Yeah, we've featured a couple of times in MCN now. Um, Richard Newland, who's the editor at MCN, he mm-hmm. installed one himself yeah, and did an article on, yeah, Moby. Uh, he installed it himself and did a write-up of that. Um, there's been a couple of other magazines that we've done work with as well. Um, and then we've also Bimoto. Matt at Bimoto has been a great help. Uh, the oh, insurance right. company um yeah, yeah matt's matt's got a guardsman in his garage and um he's yeah i mean he's put his name to all of our products which has been fantastic for us so awesome. um, yeah they're one of my we, sponsors they are yeah yeah oh fantastic yeah. yeah um yeah i think they sponsor a couple of the, sort do, of yeah. the guys now yeah so um yeah so i think I guess we sort of we saw like a sort of a, a gap in the market in terms of that as well. So you know, your your ground anchor chain padlock, which is your standard security for a motorbike, it, it's been around for years and years and years, and nothing's really ever changed. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we want to do things differently. We want to improve on what there is already on the market and make things simpler and easier to use. You know, down on the floor, messing around with a padlock and a chain after you've come back from a ride is a bit of a problem. Um, so the guardsman is. Uh, waist height lock it within seconds and it locks all your bikes up so um yeah it's super super simple to use and um, it's like a, a pneumatic arm isn't it um for, folks if you can imagine oh just it's just like a, a pneumatic it, telescopic yeah, arm watch, isn't it that, yeah watch one of our videos and it'll, you'll, you'll see it but i'll be honest Bruce, that that one part um in all the development took the longest it took us about three months to get that right with you know, sort of trying one bit, having another, it's, it's basically a gas strut on the front. Our first mm. design was having two gas struts, so one on the front, one on the back. One pushes it up while the other one suppresses the movement backwards. Yeah. We changed it, we we altered it, we did different length sizes, blah, 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 blah. And then also one day, um, a 
<laughs> this sounds really stupid, but one day we're speaking to this chap and he goes, just do me a favour and turn the gas strut upside down. So we'd been doing it all the time this way. And he said, just turn it round to that way. We did it and um, it just operated in a totally different way to what we'd ever seen before. And that was that was like the the icing on the cake, if you like. <laughs> it's, it's so is, them, is that the way, is that a case of like, did, I think he must have had experience with with pneumatics then, did he? Oh, the guy, yeah, sorry, the guy that we were yeah, speaking yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we, were, we were at the, sort of, we were about to get an expert in to come and have yeah. a look at it and tell us what we needed to do. And by chance, he said, just flip it around. <laughs> it's one of them. It's, if we'd have done I that three earlier. I bet it had been bugging him when he was looking at it going, that's the wrong way, that's the wrong way, it's the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was like one of them. If we'd have done that three months earlier, we would have saved three yeah, months yeah, for yeah. We weren't to know, yes. So there you go. That's what it's all about, though, isn't it? R and D, trial, trial and error. Uh, that's it. Next one, Charles Callard. Evening, guys. How you doing, Charles? Question for both: If you could go back in time and ride any bike or drive any car, where and what would it be? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. that's a good question. Okay, um, any bike and car in any place. I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first, Bruce. I'll have a little thing. Blimey. Any bike or car in any place? Well, I always I always remember the Magnum PI Ferrari. Is that the Testarossa? That red one, the Ferrari Testarossa. Yeah. Remember Magnum PI? I don't know what Magnum PI is. What's that? Oh God, I'm showing my age here, aren't I? There'll be people <laughs> screaming, screaming at the radios and TVs at the moment. Um, Magnum PI was. Uh, do you know Tom Selleck, the actor? Do you remember Tom Selleck? It's probably too old, too old for you, isn't it? God, how old am I? Um, it was. Uh, it, it was an American. He was an American private eye, who and it was based. I think it was based in Hawaii or or one of the or Honolulu or one of those sort of islands, yeah. and he drove around. He drove around in a bright red Ferrari Testarossa. So I always yeah. remember that car. And it was like, that is the coolest car ever. They are. They so are I think cool. it would be I think it would be a Ferrari Testarossa. And I would like to drive it. Oh. me. Where? <laughs> Best right uh, driving. Ooh. I mean, I, I always say Spain, don't I? I need to pick something different because it's it's a car. It's a different type of driving. Yeah. Well, what about Italy being a Ferrari? You've got to be somewhere in Italy, surely. Yeah, actually. I just, I did some of Italy when I was, I did some of Italy on the Switzerland trip recently up in the north north of Italy. And yeah. I, my only experience of, of riding in Italy before that was on the world trip and I I didn't go anywhere near where I was on this last trip. And yeah. I wasn't that impressed with the roads in Italy. However, this bit I've just done was amazing. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Northern you go. Italy, Ferrari <laughs> Testarossa. I'll probably, I'll probably join you in some sort of Italian sports car through. It's the Dolomites, isn't it? Was it, was it the Dolomites that you went through somewhere? Yeah. I know. We, I don't think we were quite at there. We, but I just done. I just done the. Um, oh, good God! Come on, I've had a brain fart. Uh, <laughs> famous zigzag road, Switzerland and Italy. Uh, um, all the forty-eight hairpins. 
<laughs> oh my god, forgotten the name of it. How can I've forgotten the name of it? Famous not- famous road. Just zigzags all the way. 48 hairpins. Um there's a big there's a big mountain called the Zhao. Not the Zhao, is it? No. No, no, no. Um it is the uh, how have I forgotten the name of this? Shall I Google it? Yeah, go on, please. What, I think it's 48 hairpins, uh, um, Switzerland or uh, Italy. 48. It's famous. Pass. Sorry, folks, amuse yourself. You'll all be shouting and screaming <laughs> at this moment. What was it going to be then? Uh, no. I think if you just put best driving road, it'll it's, it's bound to come up in the top 10. Okay. It's like a bucket list one. Stelvio. It's a Stelvio, Stelvio Pass. Oh, the Stelvio. Stelvio, Stelvio Pass. God. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's is it. it. <laughs> is that not the Dolomites? No, that's top of Northern Italy. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, around there, I isn't thought, it? I thought the Dolomites were a little bit further. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I thought the Dolomites were a little bit further down. Um, yeah, we just done the we just done the Stelvio. Um, uh, yeah. We'd gone up uh, the Stelvio, come over the other side. And yeah, then we just followed pass. the border basically with with um, Switzerland. Just followed it all along there. Yeah, is that yeah. the Dolomites uh, there? It's Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you this, go, sounds daft, this sounds daft, Bruce. But there's a um, there's a cycling challenge that goes through the Dolomites um, right. called the Maratona DLES Dolomites, which is like this. It's the equivalent of a bike version of the London Marathon. And as a right. kid, I was fortunate enough to do it a couple of times. So you, it's like 140 like kilometers of cycling up. There's about five or six of these passes and you go up one side and down the other side. And I think it's the Stelvio. As you're coming down through the, it's off the top of one of the climbs. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but there's about a 20 minute descent. And if you're into, you know, bikes and all that, there's about a 20 minute descent where you don't touch your brakes and you just, weaving left to right and it's going through Brilliant. this absolutely unbelievable just sort of a mounting crevice and it's fucking hell it's 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 ridiculous yeah so anybody it's it's, it's a, well worth a trip do you know what what was getting me normally wherever i go on the bike and when you're up in the mountains you'll always see cyclists you always see them and walkers and stuff up there and yeah i always think to myself with the cyclists how the hell do you pedal up these mountains because yeah they're at some height what i noticed there around the the, the dolomite part and, and particularly oh. most of switzerland is the people that are doing this like land cross-country skiing yeah you know they're yes. on they're on like big rollerblades and yeah. they're going up these massive yeah, yeah, mountain yeah. passes <laughs> must have thighs <laughs> like that <laughs> they're insane yeah I know what you mean yeah 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 because it's massive massive skiing season up there I think I, we do mm. it in June July time and it's some years you get this like bit of snow on the out you know on the um, out on the side of the road and you can yeah. see in the winter you can go bloody hell that'll be fantastic for skiing and I, that's exactly yeah. what they're training for isn't it that's, that's something I've never done. I've never, I've never skied in my life. Me, me neither. Have you I, not? I was only chatting yesterday about it with someone, but uh, no, I never. I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm scared of breaking my leg. I know a few yeah, people same, have gone yeah. and broke the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my uh, brother did it in his teens, and he he blew his knee out quite yeah. badly, and that just put me off. From yeah. then on, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> he was like five yeah, why, years why, older why, than why, me. Why would you bother? <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, yeah. Right, uh, Charles had a yeah, Charlie had a different question. He said, "Hope you're both well." And Bruce, keep up the amazing work. Makes my night shifts much easier. Oh, so, so I thought you had another question. I thought you had a two part question. Oh. Cheers, Charles. <laughs> Glad you're enjoying it. Right, next one, Mark Fulcher. There we go. Right. Hey, up my docs. Glad to see brew time is back on the agenda. Appreciate you've been busy. So a couple of questions. Dave, how much pseudocreme have you gone through for the old <laughs> nappy rash? Can only imagine the sort of regime you've adopted takes its toll between the thighs. Um, I, I haven't, to be honest. No. <laughs> Zero. No way. Yeah. Seriously. No, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't. I've got I bought uh got these like little night shorts, obviously like the running ones, and um they've got pretty good lining in them. So yeah, no pseudocream needed so far. <laughs> Jesus. I think I'd I think I'd be setting fires left, right, and centre. Yeah, yeah. Um so apart from apart from that injury with your ankle, wasn't it? Was it your ankle? It was, yeah, that's right. Have you had any other injuries along the way? Mm, so not not serious ones, not stopping ones. Um yeah. That was my that was my biggest worry at the start was being being injured because I've always been mm. quite susceptible to injury over my, my sort of my years. So I think it's been a down to doing the runs and then coming back and doing really good stretching. Um, so yeah. a mate of mine, Greg, gave me a, a five minute stretch stretching routine that I've done religiously after each run. So I think it's down to the stretching more than anything that's helped me sort of prevent the injuries. Um, yeah. so yeah I definitely suggest to anybody starting out as well that stretching you might you might think it's um, one of them things that you just ignore but it it's it's 100% worth doing just to prevent oh, anything the, old, the, the older you get the more you appreciate a good stretch for sure like even now yeah. I'm not even going out and doing any exercise but I'll, I'll wake up in the morning especially if I've been um, sat at my desk editing, you know, all the previous day or a couple of days, and I've got a stand-up desk now so that I can stand as well as sit. Yeah. But my hamstrings, your hamstrings just get so tight, and then that that kills your back, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Just the benefit yeah, want, of having a little stretch in the morning. It's crazy how they're all linked. If you've got a problem here, it's probably yeah. over here that caused it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it only gets worse as you get older, man. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, no pseudocrem. No, not yet. <laughs> so do you know how far you've? Are you keeping a tally of how far you've ran? So uh, far? I'll be honest. I've not kept a tally. I could probably work it out, but um, I've not kept a tally um, so far. It's something silly. It's something something really silly. But um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I could probably work it out really quick. Uh, so are you doing like seven days a week then, or like five days? Yeah, a week? yeah. It's just every single no, day. No, no, every, every day. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't run in. I didn't run up in October for the month of October because mm-hmm. my ankle. So I'm going to do the, the month of October in January yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's nonstop. Just keep keep running. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I do it well, either. How... In the, I do it in the gym or uh, out on the roads. So far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How quick are you doing five k now then? It must just be like a walk in the park now. Yeah, I don't do it for speed. It's hard. It's it's much harder. I do probably one fast one every two weeks just to mm-hmm. sort of not get into the the plodding along feel. So I do one fast one every couple of weeks, but then the next right. probably three are really slow. So my fast right. is about twenty four minutes, but then the following three will be about just short of just short of thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's chugging along, is it? 
Well, <laughs> I'll be like an hour yeah. and forty or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's um, yeah, just every day. Yeah, so fast. Good on you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, where else were we? Right, Mark Frolcher, both of you, given the choice to either run over an insulate Britain protester or to run over <laughs> Greta Thunberg, Thunderbird, which one do you choose? I'd take the opportunity in Glasgow this week to plough the lot over, taking my petrol bikes away the planks. Uh, yeah, we'll not, we'll not answer that one. Uh, <laughs> keep up the good work, gents. Dave, credit where credit is due. Quality stuff, my old mucker. Shiny side up, boys. Cheers. Cheers, Mark. Thanks for that, pal. All right, next one. Martin Rowe. How difficult is keeping up with the thieves with new ways to keep our bikes safe? I ask this question as, sec- as the security of our bikes is always con- a controversial subject. That's a good question. So, yeah, yeah keeping up with the um, the current trends, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's absolutely elephant in the room in terms of owning a bike, and it's always one of those untalked about things is the security of your bike. Um, mm. The honest truth truth is that if an, if a if a thief absolutely wants to steal your bike, they will always find a way yeah. of getting it. Um, yeah. But if you take that away, doing nothing just invites sort of a problem for somebody to come along and take it. Um, yeah. I think it was Bennett's or somebody from Bennett's has a quote that said, "If you just put a, a disc lock on it, you know, any any sort of lock on it reduces your chances of being stolen by something like." 40 or 50 percent which is which is phenomenal so my or our advice is to do something about it make make it as hard as possible for the thief um you know the other question that we get asked quite a lot is what about the grinder Mm. and the honest truth truth was with a grinder is that if if the thief turns up with a grinder they're gonna they're gonna get it or or they've got the Mm. opportunity to use the grinder and cut through any material possible um it's the sad reality of, of having a grinder. You know, we've been in metalwork fabrication for all our lives. The grinder cuts through pretty much any anything that there is. So, mm. but do nothing. I mean, with a grinder, it makes a lot of, a hell of a, a lot of noise and it takes time. So yeah. you've got to just make sure it's as, as hard as possible for them to do that. So if you're going to use a chain, a padlock and a and a, um, a ground anchor, which is your, your standard security for a motorbike, it's making sure that that chain is off the floor. It's um, it's as awkward to get to as possible. And we'd also say that using layers, different layers of security. So it's not just about having a chain anchor and a padlock. It's about having a disc lock. It's about alarming your garage. Um, it's about having garage defenders on the outside. It's about having a guardsman in the front. It's these layers mm-hmm. that make it um, as difficult as possible. Because at the end of the day, the, the the opportunist thief or your common thief just wants to get in and get out. They don't want to sort of stand there for five minutes trying to tackle all of these different items. So, yeah, um, hopefully that answers the question. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of those elephants in the rooms is security. And it's not, we're trying to make it as glamorous and as easy to use as possible, but it often is the sad reality of the world we live in today. Uh, that's it, isn't it? Not, nothing is one hundred percent, is it? And and as you said, no. you just have to make you have to make your bike, your goods as as unappealing as possible in terms of well, it's going to be a damn sight harder to get that one that's got the guardsman, the pad, the ground anchor, the disc lock, the chain, the, the yeah. cover, even a cover, cover, or that one that's left outside with absolutely, absolutely. nothing on it. Yeah. So, which yeah. one would you go for? You know, you, you want you want them 
it sounds sad, but you want them to break into your garage and go, oh, bollocks, there's all this in place. Mm. I'll go next door. That's what you yeah, want to do. It's not worth the effort. Yeah. No, it's not worth the effort and hassle and the potential of being rumbled. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned there you're working with Bmoto. Do Bmoto yeah. offer um, any particular discounts for, for the yeah. levels of security that a, a punter has? Yeah, so all of our products are um, accredited or, or supported by Bmoto. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to renew your bike insurance, you give them a ring, you tell them you've got a guardsman or, or any of our products in place and there's some sort of discount off your insurance premiums. Um which is, you know, nice one. Thank, thanks to Matt and BMO and the team there for um, supporting us as a, you know, as a small new business. Awesome, definitely. Is that recognised um, throughout the 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 insurance industry then, or is it is it particular to BMOTO? Uh Yeah, at the moment, the uh, all of our products are by BMOTO. Um We're hoping that we get out to the shows, obviously a big one in December, and get out to, and speak mm. to the insurers. Um, and have yeah. you know conversations with them say look this is what we do this is our product range um, you know this is how difficult they are to break into um, would you put your name to our products as well as Bimoto um, but yeah currently Bimoto are our, are our sole sort of um, accreditor if you like yeah gotcha gotcha another yeah. reason to go with Bimoto folks absolutely yeah Right, uh, that was Martin Rowe, wasn't it? Pete English, right, Pete English has a question here. <laughs> Hi guys, hope you're both fitting well. I've had the pleasure of meeting Dave a couple of times now and he even came to my home and installed my guardsman garage door barrier. I believe I was the guinea pig for the first one to have the alarm fitted. Fantastic bit of kit and it works a treat. My question, have you booked your testing yet, Dave? If not, it's about time you got on two <laughs> wheels. Do you not ride at all? Uh, yeah, hi Pete. <laughs> the, pic- <laughs> the picture that you put on the um, socials, Bruce, is me on Pete's floor, actually, actually ah, right. fitting the alarm. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, a, a little, um, uh, yeah, a little secret is that me and Rob currently are not bikers and we don't ride yet. Um, Pat is the father-in-law; he's the biker. Um, right. I can see everybody clicking off the. Uh, <laughs> Clicking off the podcast. Yeah, you should have mentioned oh. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I, I was trying to avoid that one, Bruce. But yeah, thanks, nah, Pete. don't be daft. Don't be daft. Uh, Is but, it something you but, think you might do or not? Yeah, yeah. We we will at some point. Yeah. It's just getting around to it, to be honest. Uh, we nearly booked yeah. it in about three months ago. We were seriously considering it, and I think we, we just got busy with things and projects and and work. Like it's one of them excuses, isn't it? We just get busy, but. At some yeah. point we will do. I'm sure we will. We're around them all the time now. And um, yeah, we've, we've got to do it, I think. Just just so that we can have more, less awkward conversations with customers when we go out and install. <laughs> yeah, I'm a biker. I'm a biker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. well, we always say, look, we've got a, we've got a confession. We're not bikers ourselves <laughs> whenever we go out and install. So, yeah, no, we will become bikers. Hopefully we'll be allowed back into the group uh, when we get our test. <laughs> It, it was it was really weird. I'd, I'd always wanted to ride a bike, but I'd just never, ever done it. And then when I actually went for it and booked my DAS, I was in no way expecting it to have the impact it did have. It was literally like a light bulb went off, even just doing yeah. my CBT, even just uh-huh. being on the little 125 and riding it. It was like, oh, I love this. And then once yeah. I was on the, like, the bigger bikes, the 500cc ones doing my DAS, I was just like, I'm loving it. And then... 
I remember I remember passing my big bike test and going to the dealership to pick up my my first G6R 600 I'd bought waiting for me. And I remember riding it back from the dealership with this this proper 50-50 split. It was a mixture of absolute ecstasy that I'm on this amazing bike and yeah. utter sheer terror. I remember being on <laughs> I remember being on the M25 in the slow lane at 50 miles an hour thinking to me, hanging on for dear life, thinking, really? holy shit, what have I done? I was yeah, petrified. Yeah. And within yeah. about two weeks, you're literally banging the thing off the top. You know, you're just like, ah, flying around. Screaming it. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it just transformed my life. It just it really? totally, totally what, what, transformed my life. What made you initially sort of do it? It was, it was a promise I made uh, my mum. Actually, um, my mum was passing away from cancer. She was losing her, her fight with cancer. She'd been oh. fighting cancer for eight years, nine years. And um, oh. she was living with me while she was going through this this uh, treatment. And um, we were just sat watching telly one day and Long Way Round came on, like, like on repeat. I'd seen it all before, but it yeah. came on and um, I just started moaning, saying, oh, you know, it's all right for McGregor with all that money and on an A-list celeb, blah, 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 blah. And my mum just said, "Look, you've you've always spoke about travel. You've never travelled. You've always spoke about riding a bike, and you've 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 never ridden a bike, which is partly her fault because she was very anti-bike, you know. And um, right, uh, I was I was never allowed one when I was younger. Um, yeah. And she just turned around and she said, "Look, don't don't get to my stage in life where you, you you face the end and you regret what you've not what you've not done. As far as we know, we only get one shot at this. So look after those that you love, but live your life. And that's that's where my tagline of oh, love wow. your life comes from is is from her saying that. And I, I literally there and then went went online and booked my direct access and that was it. I, I passed my test sort of five days before she passed away. So she she'd elected to go to a local hospice. Yeah. Uh, St. Christopher's and Penge. She didn't want to she didn't want to pass away in my flat, bless her. So she elected to go to this hospice. And I, I rode that GSXR six hundred from PH in Crawley. It's this quite a big famous dealership down this neck of the woods. I yeah. picked I picked that up and I rode it to to the hospice in my Dionysi oh, two piece leathers and walked into the ward, shook yeah. the keys and said, I've done it. I've I've passed my test. So mm. she she gave me a That's big hug it. and she made me promise that I would I would do my trip. And, the rest is history. Oh, mate, that's a hell of a story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I mean I love I love, I love in, in every way it changed my life. I love that live your life as well came from a Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it it it, it just had it's it just getting my bike license had the biggest effect on my life in every manner you could think of. You know, it, it meant I well, lost my mum just after it, that, and yeah, it opened yeah. up the world to me. So yeah, it, it, and it, it is your life awesome. now. It, it yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing how things have turned out because I I never ever this was not in the plan. This was this this was not something I ever thought would happen. You know, I I'd be old Bill, and I'd finish I'd finish my thirty years in the old Bill, and you'd mm. get that pension that you work for, and yeah, you know. Then, then you'll start living your life once yeah, you've got the yeah. pension. And just the way things all worked out, even, I would say, even when, um, I don't know if you know the backstory as to what led me to do this, but when the initial complaint was 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 made and I was I was served the 
investigation notice and put yeah. on restriction. I, I did a review of an S1000RR and another copper complained to our professional standards about right. that video. Yeah, and uh, I I was put on like restricted duties because of that, and even mm-hmm. then at that stage, I never ever thought I would do this. You know, I never thought I would resign no, no. and and do this. Yeah. And loads of yeah. people were saying to me, "Why don't you just resign? Fuck fuck the old bill off." You know, other old bill were like, "Just fuck this off and go and do that." You know, yeah, yeah, you can make this work. And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm I'll never be in a position where I can make that a job, a, yeah. a career." And then. Um, yeah, it just very quickly at once. I can't remember when the switch went. I think it was probably my wife. I think my wife was just like, you know, you you owe the job nothing anymore. She said, yeah. just why don't you go for it? Just go for it. You know, yeah. you can always get another job if you when, need to, but you're not happy doing you, this. Go for it. When did you make that jump then from, you know, <laughs> doing it? I, I resigned just under a month before lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> that's like basically the same time as we started yep yeah Pr- oh, pretty fuck. much exactly identical yeah yeah I, yeah, I, went, yeah. I went full-time self-employed and three weeks later lockdown hit and i lost i lost two of my sponsors all my tours yeah. basically my income disappeared and i was just like oh fuck, fuck. yeah yeah <laughs> what do oh, you do fucking... now yeah shit but, uh... well, I, haven't got, I haven't got anything to fall back on <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it yeah. was um so was yeah, it about, about uh, January, January then 2020? Or because it lockdown was February, March, uh, was it? I think, I think it was March, start of March. March, I think, March or April. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. my official last day was was it March the 21st or 22nd? Or maybe it was April the 22nd, but it was a month before that. I yeah. I left and and B was basically when I ain't coming back and that was it. Bloody hell. Bloody yeah. I didn't I didn't realise that was the uh, sort of the time frame of it. Because uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we yeah, were yeah. starting out about the same time. Fucking hell! <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking forward to like, I'm looking forward to next year with a hopefully, fingers crossed, please, fingers crossed, a full yeah. year running well, at it, full steam ahead. You know. And well, you asked we'll me see. the question earlier, Bruce. What have we got planned for the future? Can I ask you what you've got planned for the next sort of 12, 18 months? Uh, definitely um, travel. I definitely want. I want to get to the States. I want to, and Canada, and I want to do India. That's that's my sort of two big trips. I want to do a week in the States or a week in Canada and a week in India, if I can. Yeah. Just trying to meet up with other bikers, YouTubers, all that sort of stuff, the, the social side of it. Yeah. So I definitely want to try and fit that in, but that comes down to finances at the end of the day. So, you know, yeah. if I can make it happen, I'll go for sure. Yeah. Um, my tours, I want to, I want to get my tours back up and running, you know, get back to Spain and enjoy that a little bit. Um, trying to be, I think I'm going to be doing some stuff with Canary Motorcycle Tours. They were a sponsor of mine before uh, COVID hit. So yeah. um, I'm not sure if they're going to come back on board as a, in a sponsor basis, but um, certainly I'll, I'd like to do some stuff with them. They've got a Canaries wing but also a slovenian wing which i okay. i still haven't edited i haven't edited the videos from that <laughs> from a year and a bit ago so that's fun down in slovenia you go down into croatia and you can go across into austria and italy yeah yeah so it's a nice little place so i'd like to do some work with them and then just growing just growing my my sort of my own brand really and get back to i used to do quite a lot of talks and bore people about my my world trip so i'd like to <laughs> I started to do the odd little talk in schools, 
you know, um, okay. and, and I'd quite like to maybe get back and start doing some stuff like that as well if I can. Yeah, get the yeah, talks yeah. and the presentations going. Yeah, just really? just get back at it, really. Yeah, yeah nice. Where, whereabouts in America? Because um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm getting married next year. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. So I keep saying my father-in-law and brother-in-law. In reality, it's my father-in-law to be and brother-in-law to be. Right. So. Um, but yeah, we're getting married next year and I'm going to be doing, um, for the honeymoon, the year after, we're hoping to do like a little bit of a West Coast, uh, no, sorry, East Coast, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, um, yeah, yeah. Bit, of a, bit of a tour down there, sort of a few days in each, maybe driving. What are you going to do? Um, like a, I was going to say, are you just going to hire hire a car or a truck and go? Ho- hopefully, yeah. Hopefully get, you know, the, the classic, the standard Mustang is the, the dream. Oh, but um, Awesome. Yeah, that, that's the plan. My, anyway, we'll see. We'll see it again. It depends on finances. See what we're up to, and uh, that's that's the plan, though. Yeah, yeah. Where about America? Yeah. Where you want to go to? Well, I, I think for the, the first one would probably be down uh, Georgia way because uh, uh, have you heard of Chase on Two Wheels? He's uh, a big YouTube motor motor vlogger. Yeah. Well, I've yeah, had him on the podcasts. Lovely fella. So. Um, uh, we talked about maybe doing something, so I'd maybe head over there um, to to meet up with him, and then we will just go on a bit of a road trip. Depends if he yeah. can, you know. I haven't I haven't discussed the finer details or anything like that with him yet, but I'd certainly yeah. love to do a bit of Georgia because you've got Tail of the Dragon and all the um, the Appalachian Mountains, some great biking roads all up through there. Yeah. So I'd love to go and do some of that. But oh, um, I mean, America is America is such. Uh, a vast and diverse place. There's just so many different types of roads and yeah. scenery and people that you can, yeah, yeah, you know, you can go it's, and explore. You can go from one city to the next, and it's totally different. It's bonkers, absolutely. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. My wife and I, we've done something very similar to what you've got planned, and that what we started doing was. We, we've got we've got friends. We're lucky to have friends all over the, the states. Really, people that we've been at uni with and worked with, and all this sort of stuff. So yeah. we'd we would fly into New York and then hire like a big ass truck, a proper big yeah. American truck, and yeah. then just hit the road. And the first time we went, we went right up in the northeast through Boston. My wife used to live in in Boston, so oh, we right. went through right. there and then all the way up into Maine and across yeah. the top back down through New York state, like Vermont and into New York state and then back to, it's like a 10 day trip, then back to um, the airport, drop the truck off, fly home. And then the next time we went, we went a bit further South on the East. So we went down as far as Washington DC and then did all Pennsylvania and then all up through Cleveland and across to Chicago because my wife lived there for a while and she was a nanny. So one of the girls that she used to nanny for was getting married. So we were invited to their wedding. And so that was cool. And that's our plan basically is just to keep doing that whenever we can and just do road trips all across the States. So, it's, a, it's awesome. just an amazing place, isn't it? Just it's oh, I love it. crazy. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Which is is and what then, Chicago like? Because I've I've heard great things about Chicago. We've got a we've got an American friend over there. Um, yeah, who, who's going to be coming in coming to our wedding? And he always says, "Buddy, buddy, you've got to go to Chicago. Chicago's the place." It's brilliant, yeah. brilliant city. If you Party love your place. blues and your jazz, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a great it's a great place. It's weird. Yeah. It's not. Um, the city itself is not massive. You know, it's it's a vast, it covers a vast area, but the, the yeah. actual city bit in the middle isn't isn't as big as I was expecting. But um, no. yeah, it's 
great place. We went to Chicago yeah. Bears game and everything over there. It was awesome fun. Oh, mate. Yeah, the sport is unreal, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. just brilliant. The whole the whole place, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We've got, we got you, You've got to there. embrace the whole American thing over there. You know, you've, you've got to go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that, you said you had family over there? Yeah, yeah. My uh, dad's side of the family, um, Nan's brother, moved over there. Yeah. I think mm. it was my nan. Yeah, my nan's brother, yeah. So, um, yeah, we've got cousins over there and aunties. And, yeah, we've been over there a few times as kids. And, um, yeah, done. you just described there quite a few places that, uh, you know, we've been to over the years. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, it's ace, yeah. Have you ever been to Philadelphia? No, no. Man, that's yet. a great city. That yeah. is a great city. I, I loved it. Yeah, we, I, that was one place I went to and I thought, I think I could live here. You know, yeah. for a while anyway. Yeah, loved yeah. it. Really nice city. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've done New York, Boston. I think you said uh, Maine, was it? Maine or Maryland uh-huh. at the top? Yeah. We've done yeah. that. Um, Washington, D.C., we've been down there. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to go back and take the other half. She's never been to America, so. Yeah. Um, I think my plan is Boston, um, Boston, New York, I think Philadelphia is on the list of places and then go down to Miami and nice. do like, uh, yeah, all the way down and spend a week on the beach at the end. So M- Miami is such a, it is such a cool city. It's just, I mean, it's well, not America. It. It's just plainly yeah, not America. <laughs> yeah. You see it on all like the TV shows, don't you? Like Miami Inc. and stuff like that. And it just yeah. looks insane. Yeah. I went when I was in Miami. I went to Miami. I went to Miami Inc. I went by the shop. Did you? And I, you know, I was proper starstruck because I looked in and um, is it Oji, the the Japanese chap who was like the, he was like a rookie, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's now like the shop one of the shop managers, and he mm. was there when I when I put my head in to have a and look. He like, was there. Shit, I've seen I was you. proper starstruck. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> We, we had, yeah, we had a, a similar city. experience. We had a similar experience. We went to um, the Orange, Orange County Choppers sort of mm. factory, and they've got yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. Um, the they've got like this this show bit where you can walk around it, and then there's like a little slit, like a window slit on the side, and you look through and you can see through to the factory. And um, I think it was it was it Paul Senior is the dad, yeah, uh, who, who you know shouts about and orders <laughs> others around. <laughs> And you could, you know, as we were standing there, you could see through and like, there he is. There's the man himself. It was just, yeah. Yeah. yeah that like was awesome. I remember when my, when my boy was wee, my boy was very young, sort of seven, eight. And uh, whenever he came down to stay with me, because I'm, I'm not with his mum anymore, but when yeah. he, whenever he came down to stay with me, that's all we'd watch was American County Choppers. He loved <laughs> it. And this is before I was a biker or anything. Yeah. But I remember he made me he made me grow the old um, Mexican tash that, that yeah, Paul yeah, Senior like had. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I remember I had him for about... I had him for about five or six weeks. We My folks lived in Spain at the time. So we, we went over to their villa and we were there for about five weeks, six weeks, all all his summer holidays, basically. Yeah. So I took all my leave off work for that one time. And then when I came back to work, I remember walking in, I was on the public order division and I had this great big like <laughs> Mexican tash and everyone just sort of looking at me. And then before you know it, all the boys grew them. Everyone was growing them. So Did you have the, the big sunglasses <laughs> as well, Bruce? Of obviously, yeah, yeah, of and, course, the, and yeah, the tattoo, you know, where, yeah, yeah. Tattoo go? yeah, yeah, got the tattoo, got the whole hog, <laughs> mate, brilliant, it yeah, was mega that. <laughs> no, nah, you just got, you've got to go, haven't you? You've got to do it. 
just do America. You've got to go all in. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go and, and be fat for a couple of weeks and just eat all the food. Oh, yeah. the food is just a different planet. Oh, I love it. Obviously, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell yeah, you one so- place I really loved over there, Vermont. That is a stunning, it's my sort of place, that. Just, yeah. just woods. Woods and mountains, nobody. Oh. It was great. Yeah. You one on your recommend list. Oh yeah. If you like if you like that, if you like like mountains and greenery and sort of seclusion, mm. just and, and proper proper like they call them moms and pop stores, don't they? You know, like real old traditional um little cafes and yeah. local shops and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then Vermont is a place to go. Is the one great. okay. Like yeah, it's back yeah, in time but... almost. I loved it. <laughs> loved that oh, place. Brilliant. Right, yeah, um, brilliant. right. We've only got a couple of more questions to go. Uh, nip across. I'm aware of the time here. We'll nip across to Instagram. Uh, so that's Teapot One Insta. I think is my tag. Let me, it is. Yeah, at Teapot One Insta is my tag. So, what question do we have here? I, I always don't pre-read the questions, Dave. So, apologies okay. here. I, just so they're a surprise for me as well. Bruce, I have been looking on the Facebook and Instagram just oh, have having a look what, <laughs> what questions there are. Yeah. So, go on. I, I think I've read one of these. Right. I, I sort of I nip through them and I highlight the ones that are are just uh oh, can't wait for this one that sort of stuff you know yeah um, just so I can I can scrub them out right Ed on the edge can you ask him <laughs> what it's been like handling so many shafts and what's been yeah. his favourite erection so far yeah. I take it you know Ed I do know Ed yeah brilliant yeah <laughs> Ed um, Ed he's um he works at the shop down the road who's just opened a big uh, security shop. Um, hey. Yeah, funny, funny. Well, we call him Big Ed. Um, but yeah, my favourite erection, Ed, is the one in your shop. <laughs> so there you go, Ed. There's, there's your 50p. <laughs> do, do you want to give him a little plug? Give him a little plug. I'll give him a shout out, yeah. Um, they're based in Halzo and they've got a new store that's just opened. Um, it's, let me just double check what the name of it. But they, they sell all sorts of um, sort of security products. From like cameras, smart cameras, TVs, um, all sorts really. But yeah, Hal's Owen is the place to go. Let me just double check it. Uh, yeah, yeah, where is it? Smart Secure. There you go. Smart Secure and Hal's Owen. Smart Secure. <laughs> right. We're giving you a little shout out there, Ed. Right? There you go, Ed. Yeah. Hope you're happy now. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys have like a, a physical storefront as well that people can come and visit? Uh, no, we don't. We have a unit. We have a unit based in Starbridge, uh, West Midlands. Um, if somebody wants to come and have a look at our products and see how we manufacture them, I can give them more than happy to give people a tour of our factory and you can see how we manufacture them. Um, cool. Yeah, I love it when people give me a shout and say, look, I'm coming over for X, Y, and Z. But uh, no, we don't have a shop front as such. Maybe in the future we might do. Um, we've got our product in a couple of um, sort of security stores. Um, but yeah, maybe one for the future, hopefully, as we grow and and um, get a bit bigger. But uh, yeah, but at the shows, if, you, if you're interested in our products, come and see us at the shows um, or online. <laughs> yeah, right, cool. We'll do that then. Uh, right, yeah. next one, Ducati, Ducati Ian. Such a shame the law isn't a significant enough deterrent. Luckily, in the sticks, it's still fine. But looking down south, especially around London, it's like watching Mad Max. I think he's talking bike crime. Yeah, yeah Ian, um, 
yeah, in the cities, it's sort of it's ever present, really, isn't it? It's um, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen I've seen crazy see. videos of mopeds down in London, you know, with uh, yeah. fire extinguishers and grinders and and that sort of stuff. Um, look, that's that's extreme extreme gangs and organised crime. Um, well, I, I presume Bruce, you'd probably have a better insight to that than myself, would you? In in terms of the gangs down in London, yeah. Um, Obviously, I've been I've been out I've been out the loop for a wee while now, to be honest. Um, but it was it was rife. It, it, it was mm. just rife, and there really wasn't too much that the old bill were doing or could do. Really, to be perfectly honest with you about it. Obviously, yeah. calls would come in all the time about people seeing attacking bikes with with angle grinders, and if you've got the the manpower, then a unit would get sent there, but generally by the time you get there, they've gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're just they just aren't enough. There just aren't enough old old bill. They're all tied up dealing with some shite or another that they can't they can't get there. That's yeah. definitely one of the big issues in London. Um and as we've already touched on, it's it's simple things that there are still people who will who will ride their bike into central London, park it out in the open, like in a bike bay, and yeah. not not even put a cover on it. You know, they, they don't put a chain, it's, they don't put a disc lock, they put nothing on it. And, but you'd be you know. you'd be surprised, Bruce, how many people who do the same when we go out and install. You know, just because your mm. bike's away in a garage, the garage doors yeah. are so flimsy and easy to break into. Yeah. You could break into them with a screwdriver in a matter of seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, they, you know, we've been to places and they got three or four, you know, high end bikes just sat there with no security on them, and it's it's really shocking. You know, you've got to be doing something about it. You've got to be physically locking it down and stopping them just from opening your garage and taking them, or on the street for that matter. Even a simple alarm disc lock, rip lock, um, something as simple as that, or a cover, as you mentioned, just do something, lock yeah. it to something physical. Um, don't be another crime statistic it's um it's that yeah. simple really yeah absolutely yeah uh yeah quite depressing that one really i don't i don't know what yeah. the answer is in terms of how to how to stop the the actual crime itself i don't i don't know if you can mm. you're always going to have people out there that there's money in it so they they will do it you know anything where there's money in it they're going to do it you you just have to yeah. try and make it as hard as possible for them to get your bike um, yeah, just make it as unappealing as possible. That that's exa- exactly. Uh, it. Yeah, it's all you can do, man, isn't it? And it's it's sounds terrible that yeah. that is it, but that is really all you can do. It's uh, just make yeah. your bike less appealing than the one next to it. Yeah, yeah. Right across to Facebook. So it's just Teapot One on Facebook. Uh, what do we have here? <laughs> Paul Hogs. Why do <laughs> men have nipples? <laughs> <laughs> I read this one this this afternoon, and I said to Pat, <laughs> I, "I said, Pat, Pat, do you know why men have nipples?" <laughs> I don't know. Why do we have nipples? Oh, it's uh, it's, it's it came up somewhere. I came up on a, another thing that I was doing earlier in the week, and uh, the actual scientific reason is that we all start as women as a, an embryo. We all start Dave, as a woman. Dave, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> what were you doing where this just I came up? I, I, I honestly don't have a clue, Bruce, but it came up, and I, for some reason, my memory's more normally like a sieve, and that one stuck. Um, there you go. 
But yeah, I can give a scientific answer to that one. Was it Paul? Did you say? Was it Paul that asked that question? It's Paul. Yeah, Paul, Paul yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that one, Paul, earlier today. So yeah, there you go. It's something to do. With what, your we wife, all start off as men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all start off as in the in the womb. You start off as a woman before you develop, obviously, breasts or not breasts for men, and that's why it starts to develop a, a breast, and speak, then speak for yourself. For some, yeah, for some it carries on, <laughs> and the uh, yeah, the boob turns into a man boob. But there you go. <laughs> there you go, Paul. Every day go, is Paul. a school I, day. How many times I have I said my, that? I did my research, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. You know, I bet you never thought we'd be uh, discussing that on the podcast, dude. <laughs> we've covered all the questions, man. Nice one. Oh, wicked! Cheers. Awesome. Uh, how are we doing for time? How are you for time? Uh, yeah, uh, was it ten past eight? I'm, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. How long do they normally half, last? It? How long do these things normally last? Any anywhere from I've had them like forty-five minutes through to over just over three hours before. Really? So, <laughs> but the, the, the long ones tend to be quite drunken. Is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Just, Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, it's a school night, bro. So I'm not. I'm not drinking. Yeah, no but, worries. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. Is, well, is that um, all right? Is, was that okay for you? Or yeah, mate, it's it's spot on. Yeah. Is there anything, any shout outs you want to give? Any plugs you want to give? Um, I think I've probably done them all in you know Bimoto, um, the guys at the work, Rob and Pat. Um, yeah, just looking forward to sort of getting out to the shows. Hopefully people will be there at the NEC. We'll see, hopefully a lot of people there, get get them seeing our go. products. Um, and it's just talking to people. I mean, I love talking to people. So if they just want to chat, just come over and chat. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Whereabouts are you based? For Oh, just in general. We're in um, mm. Star, Starbridge, West Midlands. We've got a unit, um, a unit there. Right. Anyone anyone in Stourbridge, West Midlands, who either has a motorcycle training school or knows of one, yeah. give him a shout. Give him a tag. Get, get his finger out his arse and get him on two wheels. <laughs> yeah, give us they a message are. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, more than happy to help and chat to people and see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> or, or, or for that matter if you just want to come and see a, a, the factory and the unit where we design and manufacture it's um, yeah it's a, my background was nothing to do with engineering or metalwork and I absolutely love it love working there so for people who just want to see how we do stuff yeah give me a shout and come and see it for yourself I've a, I've a wee idea about that I'll have a chat with you off camera about that um, okay yeah it might be something we can we can do there for sure yeah yeah cool. perfect Dave, been really nice to chat with you, man. We've sort of been in touch via socials for quite a while now, but never yeah, really yeah. had a good chance to 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 have a good chat. So much appreciated, man. Really yeah, enjoyed pleasure. it. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Bruce. Cheers. And um, I'll come see you at the NEC as well. Like I say, I'm yeah, there on Saturday, great. Sunday, first Saturday, Sunday at the moment, and um, maybe we'll sort something yeah. out. Yeah, perfect. All right, dude. All right. Awesome. Awesome to chat with you. Folks, hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, Again, I'll leave all Dave's links down below. So if you're not familiar with the Guardsman or any of the Image4 security products, check out the website and their socials down below. TMF, Lamb Chops, Richie Vida, loads of the lads have the Guardsman uh, installed 
and they've got videos about that as well over on their channel. So I'll leave some links. Check it out. It's definitely something you could probably benefit from having in your shed or your garage or wherever you keep your pride and joy. Anyway, folks, keep doing your thing. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Look after those that you love. Get on out there and live your life. Woo-ha! It's been so long, I forgot how to end the Blooming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>